Thanks for listening to Seal City SD. I'm Nick McCann, and I'm joined by Seals Jagoff. Hey, it's the heart of the Seal season, the best time of year. I know. We're on a tear. I mean, we're taking over this league, right? I mean, that's... I've, <laughs> I've never felt this before, rooting for a winning team. It's amazing. Yeah. Hey, we're also joined by Andy Keats. What's, What's up, on? fellas? Hey, we're the hottest team in the NLL. That's all I know, right? Four straight wins. Not bad. Yeah. yeah. This is a really exciting time for uh, the burgeoning SEALs uh, online community. <laughs> I mean, every, every game is a, is a blast. Every game is close and we, we win every game. So it's, it's working out for us. Yeah. That really is the, the, the thing about this league is that every, every game is close. If you, mm-hmm. if, if you aren't uh, familiar with the players and you don't have all that much to, to root for, you can still count on getting a close game. Like seems like 80% of the time. It's great. Yeah. And no matter if like a bunch of players go into COVID protocol, it's just next man up, man, just it's the NLL and we're just having fun. And, and the seals just find people, right? That's, that's what I learned last weekend. (laughs) I mean, they they called up a 52 year old goalie. Their website is correct, right? <laughs> no, their reps, website is not correct. Uh, I can I can conclude. Uh, I th- I thought that as well, and I was watching the whole game, and I was like, man, he doesn't look 52. If I'm honest, and uh, it's because he's 19. <laughs> I w- so, I would like that to be true, though. It, yeah, it's no, a much was, better story. It would have been an awesome story if it was like some old timer that that you know, Govett had a, a connection with or something, because they just brought him out. It'll be very slap shot. Uh, but no, it was a 19 year old Canadian junior pro player who came up and made his uh, NLL debut and had a hell of a game, like 40 saves. 42, great. 42 yeah. saves. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that last game, I, I want to go back to the whole thing. I mean, Frank, Frank, the tank get, uh, gets into proto uh, COVID protocol. And then they signed another goalie, which I can't pronounce Drafted. his name. These are a Draft- second oh, round sorry, draft. Yeah. Chris, Chris Origlieri. Yeah, and then he got thrown into the uh, COVID protocol. So they just found this kid and Justin Getty. Justin Getty, and are we in a Getty mania? Or could that ha- <laughs> could there be a Getty mania on the horizon? That's the important question. I think we've been begging for a, a goalie controversy for purposes of content on the podcast, and we've yeah, got a yeah. we've got a three way right now. I, I think that's right. The, I want three separate camps in the fan base. <laughs> And just have specific uh, personality uh, details, you know, that associated with each one. Yeah, the the Getty (laughs) redheads are all going to align with Team Getty. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know, just a a a quick thing though. Like the last game was an away game in in Saskatoon against the Rush, and I uh, I really. I want this to be a part of every road trip. I'm a big fan of the Joe Psy plane as, as content with the team. I yes. think every, every road game should involve the Psy plane and just, it doesn't even have to be the actual Psy plane. They could just make us believe that I'm fine with that. But like, I want to know when it's gassing up. I want to know well, when it's getting prepped. I just want to know everything about that all the time. Well, you'll, you'll love this then unless, unless you maybe you caught this, but there was a little bit of Psy private plane shade thrown at the seals by the the broadcast 
broadcasting crew on Saturday. <laughs> no, I, I think I missed this. What'd they I say? That. It was something to the effect of, well, even if you've got a private plane coming up to Saskatoon still isn't an easy trip. Like, uh, <laughs> you know, like the, the rest of the, the rest of this league is, is, uh, is bumming it flying coach all over the, all over the continent. And, uh, these, these pampered assholes have one of the yeah. richest men alive, uh, flying them in a, on a private jet. Uh, I don't care. The, nice. the shade is cool. worth it. Right. I mean, oh, it was great. It's great. Uh, aside it's... from like the comfort, uh, Dude, with, with COVID be... like ripping through rosters, like it's competitively the best thing they could possibly do. Right. It's competitively the best thing they could do. And also personally, I would embrace the bad, bad guy role. If we, if we want to be the, the, the Raiders, if we want to, if Cy wants to be our Al Davis, I'm in for it. I've never been able to, to carve out that territory in my sports fandom. And I think it would be fun. I mean, it's really, like, aren't, aren't we? I mean, we, we've easily obtained the MVP of the league that, you know, uh, the, we, we seem like a super team in the making. Yeah, it does. Well, I, just, I want this. I want the side plane to be the, the the deciding factor for big free agents. Like, should I go to Colorado or should I go to San Diego? Well, they got the side plane. So that's <laughs> that matters to me. You know, it's kind of reminds me when Mark Cuban bought the Mavericks and like revamped the entire locker room of the Mavericks. And it was like the biggest deal for years. Like oh, they, they have PlayStations in their lockers. Like I think Joe should, should really get out in front of that. Not that he already hasn't, but you know, who who all was on the plane? I, I could only identify. I mean, that's that's part of, of the fun. That's part of the fun of it, right? It's like you know, deciphering social media pictures and finding out what do they have. I, I saw on, they- on the way home. I think I saw Cam Holding in uh, enjoying some champagne. Okay, I know yeah. Noble was on it, right in the okay. in the sweatsuit, and you saw okay. Stotts there. But I, I really have no idea who the other players are there. Maybe it was Berg instead of Holding. I thought it was Holding. Though. But wasn't Joe there? I thought Joe was there. Was he in the Joe. photos? I didn't see. I thought him. he, he might have been the one it. taking the photo. Oh, I thought he made it to the warm-ups or something. Maybe I was looking at the wrong thing. He he probably has more than one private plane. If we're being honest, yeah. He, he seems like a guy with a, photos. Yeah, he seems like a guy with a fleet. Yeah, he seems like a guy. He's rich enough to have a doppelganger that he just sends out to his different <laughs> sports entertainment ventures. You know? What a charmed life that that the indoor lacrosse team we root for is owned by Joe Sai. How can we be this lucky? Well, you know, baseball's falling apart. There's, there's no football team and I, you know, soccer's tough for me, but uh, (laughs) the seal, the seals just, it's just fun all the time. And you know, yeah, like we already said, like the games are exciting and they don't make me feel bad. (laughs) You said it well this week. What was, what was your quote that uh, it's, it's like a simple part of your life. You'd you'd like people to, yeah. Yeah, I'd like other people to be interested in it, but I don't need other people to, to join it. It's just I want people to come to it on their own, but I will invite people. But I'm and if not they don't, be, then yeah, yeah, it's not like the the loyal where I feel like there's this intense push for for people that like the loyal to tell you you need to go to the game or you won't understand why they like it, and, and there's this pressure all the time to like why don't you like it? It's great. Like, I think it's fine just having our own thing that we enjoy, like a, a simple pleasure in life, right? Like yeah. watching ESPN Plus on Saturday nights. Like, it's a simple pleasure for me. <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah, I, I mean, and, you know, when the first, like, 
year or two of this uh, of this show. By the way, when we did our last episode at the beginning of this season, I think I added a whole nother year of uh, of yeah. Seals lacrosse into my recounting of what happened. It just, I guess, it just felt that way. That'll happen. Um, but in any case, like we spent a lot of time like trying to make the case for the Seals or or you know discussing its place uh, on the the other Pechanga, among the other Pachanga teams. And uh, I have to say, like, I just don't care about that anymore. It's just, uh, yeah. I, I go to these games when I'm not at the games. I watch them on ESPN Plus. It's great. I just, I, well, I mean, unironically fair, and straightforwardly it's... enjoy following this league. And, uh, you know, I'll bring people along, but I'm not, I'm not, uh, I'm not exactly concerned about persuading anyone. To be fair, it's, it's unequivocally better than the other <laughs> Pachanga sports, but, you know, Maybe aside that's from it. reality, like, yeah, maybe that's it. Maybe it's the, the 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 contented nature of just being right. When I go into Seals World, though, I don't I don't really feel the angst of a San Diego sports fan. Like it's almost like the you know Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, where they like remove memories. Like the the Chargers were never here when I go to the Seals games, so they never left me. It's never, and the the Padres aren't frustrating. I'm just in Seals World, and it's you not a problem. Well, strangely enough, like going back to our very first episode of Seal City, uh, it's it doesn't feel that way because we don't care about them winning. I, I think this was what we discussed on the very first episode. Like, do we care if they win or is it just a thing to watch that we enjoy? I, I do care if they win now, but I still yeah. feel that sense of just contentment with with the product. Yes. Yeah, no, I uh, I I. I genuinely curse when they are scored on and I, I pump my fist like a, like a meathead when they score. I'm I, I do the, the full gambit of, of fan emotions. Yeah. But those well, two, those are the two. <laughs> let's talk about the nuts and bolts here. The, the seals yeah. are the first place team in the, see, the Western division. Um, yes. By, by a pretty wide margin, they're the highest scoring team in the NLL by goals for, um, and I believe they have the best winning percentage in the NLL. Nope, sorry, the Buffalo Bandits. Yeah, are there's one yeah, undefeated okay. team. Yeah, but yeah, but they have played less games than the Seals. And uh, if we recall, the the one loss the Seals had was in heartbreaking fashion, where they basically dominated the entire game um, possession wise. So uh, it's a pretty pretty good season so far, right? Well, I mean, offensively. It's there's just uh, there, there's just no question that they they are a force. They score in a, in multiple different ways. They have a lot of guys who score, and uh, Dane Doby is just such a treat. Talk about like being the bad guys of the league. And we had, we had a, a discussion about how whether we were going to embrace Doby after nurturing something of a, a rivalry with him previously. Boy. Rooting for that guy is just getting like getting wrapped in a warm blanket. I I, I couldn't feel more comfortable. Yeah, he, he seems he born. So to, he's good. like he's born to do this, right? Yes. He just <laughs> and the, it, he it, pisses the other team off. So every week, every week, he draws a major penalty from somebody who clearly just is so sick of playing against him that he does something dirty, and Toby makes the same confused face. And you know he's talking trash and doing all kinds of little little things to elicit that reaction, and he he does does the same Eddie Haskell routine every time. It's fucking great. Just and then just pinging corners. He is the man. 
do, do we like him more because because he looks like a plumber? I mean, he is in yes, fact a plumber, of course, but like, what, but yes. the fact that like he's like a uh, like with Greg Maddox, you could look at him and be like, you know, he's just a regular dude. He's got a little beer belly, but like. I feel like they have the same kind of mastery of the skills required for, for the game that they excel at. Yeah. I like, Oh, Maddox is a good comparison. Yeah. He's, he's just, he's a technician. He's a uh... yeah. Precise tech. Yeah. A technician. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, is that just a, a normal profile for like a, an exceptional player in lacrosse? There's just some guys that just have a knack for finding little openings and they're well, not necessarily the best athlete. I, I would say he's a very specific type of indoor player. Wow. He's a he's a box player. Specific. I don't you don't. In my experience, you don't really see many guys with his level of uh, athleticism on the field. But but man, he is perfect for this game. I mean, well, like he got injured in the second half, or maybe he got injured at the end of the first half um, on Friday, and he was clearly limping around, and he didn't take the first couple shifts in the second half, and when he came out. He clearly didn't have much mobility. Um, they played him on uh, in man-up situations. He played a couple other times, in, and he was more or less stationary, but just knew how to move just enough to get in the right position to to be open for there to be a passing lane and for him to have a shooting lane. And he, he still scored like two goals in the second half. He was limping around out there. It was fantastic. He's the man. Yeah. Do you find his skills as a technician somewhat similar to how uh, like Dan Dawson was in San Diego where, you know, his athleticism days are well behind him, but I felt like Dan Dawson had a knack for finding the corners or finding. uh... Dawson was more like, he was more like a a physical player who would, he he didn't have the athleticism, you know, he, he wasn't, um, he wasn't just beating guys um, off the first step. And, and clearing out for an open shot, but he, you know, he would back people down and that sort of thing. And Dobie does a little bit of, about that, a, a little bit of that, but I, I find Dobie more about like being in the right place. Always. He, he finds exactly where the, the, the right spot in the offense is to, right. to exploit a hole and catch and shoot. And he, he doesn't miss. He, he, if there's a space, if the goalie has left any, any space unattended, he finds it. Um, he's also a, a pretty, pretty good little passer too. He has, he feeds the crease really well. So I, I, th- I think he's, I think he's a pretty different player than Dawson. Actually, Dawson, mind you, uh, had a uh, significant goal this week. I can't remember exactly what it was. I think he became second highest record, scoring yeah. player in in league history. So that was interesting. He's, he's yeah, he's like, it was like fourteen hundred points or something like over that. Yeah. Yeah. What have, what have you seen this year? I, 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 he really hasn't jumped out as much to me, but that, you know, we're in year, I guess, year two of Westberg. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's, he's supposed to be, you know, a leader of the team. And what have you seen from him this year that I haven't really noticed him as much as I thought I would on the field. Jagoff, what do you think? Oh, we have lost oh. sales Jagoff. <laughs> well, uh, I can vamp for a second and see if okay. I can hop back on. Uh, I, I think Berg, Burke has had a number of um, pretty impressive goals. He's got, you know, some, some plays flying through the crease that he, uh, that he cleans up on. He, um, in our, in our first home game, he scored, I think the first three goals of the game, certainly the first two. Um, 
So he's been putting up points. He had um he had a, he had a, a sort sort of like a a prayer goal um, on Friday. Shot clock was winding down. He just just took a shot um, from very far out right. and uh, and snuck one in. Um, so I, I you know I mean I think he's he's the most dangerous player on the right side. Um, Doby and Stotts both play on the left, and so uh-huh. I think Berg is the most significant offensive threat on the right side. Yeah, and Austin Stotts is out there. It's happening. We, he, is this where we talk about Stotts? I, I'd like to. I mean, he's 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 putting up points, right? I mean, he is putting not, up a lot of points. He I, every game I'm frustrated by him. I don't feel like he is playing particularly well, but at the end of the day, he has an impressive point total. So there's something to be said for it, I guess. Yeah. Is, it, he, is it the part where he gets a bunch of needless penalties that put them into yes. a, a, a <laughs> penalty kill situation repeatedly that always, in critical that, situations? And and they're all like just uh, like petulant reaction penalties where he he gets he gets beat up on the offensive side. He, you know, the defenseman beats him fair and square, and he you know panic slashes in retaliation. Yeah. And gets put in the gate. And then it's, you know, you don't usually count on ending up man down when you're on the offensive end. That that's bad. You don't want to do that. And uh he, he did it this past week when they were at, they they had a power a, play, right? They, and and yes. he brought them to even strength with his penalty. <laughs> right. Where and then they just and then they scored when they were in even strength in that penalty. He takes yeah, a lot was, of desperation shots also that seem ill-advised where he rushes the offense instead of running an organized offense. It's a frustrating to watch a lot of times. It is. Yeah. That I mean, said, was, that a, he, was that a glaring problem for him in earlier seasons? Cause I mean, he, so many of his seasons are cut short that we've had, but I don't remember that being like a glaring thing. Do, do you find him to be playing as physical as he used to? I like, I, I seem to remember him playing in the post a lot and, and just yeah. pushing bodies around and, I don't know if I see that as much now. I, the thing I'm missing from him, I don't think he creates as much space when he, when he dodges now, he defenders seem like he's the, the, the half step he was able to get uh, doesn't seem to be coming as freely. And then he, he got, sort of gets bodied. Um, so I, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't think his legs are all the way back from the knee injury yet. Knee injuries, I guess I should say. Yeah. I mean, they shouldn't be. And also every time and he, I mean, he ends up on the floor a lot as well. And every time he does, I think he's hurt again. Yeah. It's, uh, it's kind of tough to watch. Let's, let's just say it. It's like, but but, you you think that, and we'll be sending messages to each other about how, how Stotts is pissing us off and then he'll go and score like a a key goal at a key, at a key moment. So. Yeah. He's his, his outside shooting has been very good. He's had, he's had a couple really big shots in big moments. Um, two weeks ago against Panther city, he had, he had uh, in the second quarter, he had a, a, a really nice shot with a, it was like a little shoulder fake hesitation that totally froze the defense and took a step and buried one. It was uh, a, a pretty cool, cool goal. So he, I mean, you can see the player that he was in there I, and, and maybe as the season goes along, we'll, we'll start to see it more and more, but, there are a lot of frustrating moments with him right now. Yeah. You know where we don't have frustrating moments with Mac O'Keefe and Trey LeClaire, <laughs> who I lo- who I adore both of them. Yes. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's the, the, like the offense 
right now with those two guys is because Berg, Doby, and Stotts, you know, you can you can sort of count on them getting goals. But to have two rookies doing what LeClaire and O'Keefe are doing is what takes the offense to to basically, I mean, it's the best offense in the league. That's unstoppable. Now, at the same time, the last episode, I think we went through what what uh, I think it's in indoor lacrosse, the IL lacrosse, the the uh, the ESPN indoor, lacrosse yeah. website, yeah. Uh, where their main comment on their prediction of the tenth place seals was uh, our terrible defense, and yeah. uh, I mean statistically, our defense has been the best in the NLL. I think uh, yeah. looking at goals against and the number of games we played, I mean they they are the best defense in the league. Yeah, and they've been good every game. Like there, there has that hasn't been, you know, a couple that like one or two bad offenses have skewed that number. They've they've had good defensive performances every week. The 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 home opener they had the two end of quarter goal giveaways, where it's like, you know, possessions with under five seconds left in the quarter that resulted in goals and ended up being the difference in the game. Those were maddening. But besides those two mental lapses, they've basically played great defense all year, and including with three three goalies at this yeah. point. Yeah. I mean, a- including, we found, we found including two of them who said that like it was difficult for them to get started in the game. I mean, they had some butterflies. They they said they let in some goals that they probably should have shouldn't have. And and yeah. and our defense is still great. Yeah. And the last game, uh, Brody Merrill was out on COVID, so on the COVID list. So it's a system. I mean, maybe it's Patrick Merrill's uh, system that he's got. Is that remember the first game after the first game we were talking about, you know, should we be looking in another direction for coaches, coach and GM? I mean, I guess, I guess he's answered that question. Right. I would say so. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, and Casey Jackson hasn't been on the floor in what three games. So you got more offensive firepower coming back too. Yeah. Yeah. Where is he? COVID? I think COVID as well. Does he have long I think COVID? There might have been it's been an a long injury. time. I think there might have been an injury <laughs> and then COVID. Okay. Yeah. I'm trying to think. Hold on a second. There's, there's just like no end to the offensive talent on this roster. I mean, as of now, obviously injuries can happen and whatever, but they're they're unstoppable right now, it seems like. Yeah. Yeah. It's. I mean, it's a far cry from the patients requested of trying to get Connor Fields adapted to the to the box game or to yeah. make Connor Kelly a thing. This is just everybody knows what they're doing out there and everything. Works. Also, Noble clearly a, a has been great. Who, he's been uh, great. And clear, I, I, I think he's been much better than than the last time we saw him on the uh, last year. Um, yeah, totally. He, I mean, he strikes me as basically being in like the Buchanan role, the glue guy on offense, plays on the crease a lot. Maybe a little bit more dangerous as a goal scorer than Buchanan was. But one other thing that that's been great is the uh, ESPN selected the Saskatchewan Rush to be the number one team in the NLL, and they're currently one in four and were crushed by the Seals last game. So <laughs> in their own house, I'm liking yeah. the Seals operating in this. Uh, you know, showing the uh, I don't know where the bias is, northern bias uh, that uh, the Seals are a lot better than they thought they would be. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody believes in us. That's the thing. <laughs> so we got a, we got a game against the roughnecks next, next game. You know, that shit, is that going to be complicated with uh, Adobe going back or actually they're coming out to us, but, uh, and, yeah, and did, bird too. 
Enberg, yeah. Didn't we uh, crush them already? Yes. Like, yeah. like just Im- dismantled and embarrassed them, didn't we? <laughs> like, like you, we started the episode talking about how close all the games were. That game was not close at all. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I guess. It, I mean, I, th- I think they made a run at one point. There was a there was a moment where it, it seemed like it might become close. Or am I, is that not even true? Is, is it, it that just, one or just, the Panther City? Panther City, it seemed like. Yeah, there was that run. Yeah. Panther City certainly got close. Calgary was the one where Dobie scored seven goals, wasn't it? Yeah, that's right. God, Dobie is such a badass. He's so great. <laughs> yeah, so we, we have uh, the Roughnecks and then Panther City after that. So yeah, it's a good gonna... it's a good schedule for us. I was looking at yeah. the, the full schedule. It's certainly going to get harder later, but um, I mean, we're in a good position. Like like they do what Black they're supposed to do. Coming at a good time too, as well. Yeah. This, I think all this all this COVID problems get everybody back a couple couple weeks to practice and well. Yeah. You know, Stick to the private jet for transport. Like the yeah. team's going to be fine. Do you think? Do they, they don't. They probably don't bring them back for bye weeks to practice for. Friday and Saturday and send it back to their hometown. Right? With, co- it. with COVID, it'd be way too yeah. risky, wouldn't it? Yeah. I'm just glad this league seems to be handling it pretty well, considering. I mean, they're just just going yeah. forward. <laughs> so I yeah. So I guess I should mention the Panther City game at uh, Pachanga two weeks ago. Yeah, you were there. You were there. Yeah, and it was uh, it was sort of at the this. It was at the moment of the Omicron wave where. Everybody was sort of looking around like, are we really allowed to go to events? And so I decided I was going to go, which was, you know, sort of a calculated risk. I decided I was going to go, but I was expecting it to be empty. And, uh, you know, I knew that the the soccer's games in the two weeks preceding it had had been very low attendance, though those were, uh, you know, during holiday weeks. So maybe not an apples to apples comparison, Um, but I was expecting it to, to be noticeably less well attended than a typical seals game and it was basically fine crowd was basically fine uh felt very normal in there it's you know still any any game at at pachangas usually enough you could spread out a little bit so you don't feel like you're on top of people yeah and i did um but it was a it was a it was a nice crowd and basically felt like a normal seals environment i was happy happy i went one thing I'm noticing, though, is just watching the games on TV is that this isn't a SEALs problem. Uh, I mean, if you look at the arena in Saskatchewan last week, yeah. and that's an arena where they usually sell out, it, it didn't really look that different from, from the SEALs game so far. It looked so, a lot like a SEALs game, yeah. Yeah, so, so I think it's just an NLL. It's just a societal thing at this point. I, I don't even know if we could say it's an NLL thing. It's indoor yeah. sports. It's just yeah. it's tough, yeah. <laughs> yeah I don't and, know. And, and honestly, I'd say the SEALs look pretty good actually comparatively to, to the loss of attendance that I saw in Saskatoon last week. Uh-huh. Yeah, I agree. And I think, you know, I think for the league, you basically take all of last, well, you do take all of last year off. You take half of the year before that off, you know, you, you can't just, uh, you can't just put, keep pushing things forward at a certain point. You got to just accept that maybe you're going to have lower attendance than you'd like, but you need to, you know, rebuild the fan base. So I'm, I'm, I'm glad they've continued. They, I mean, they canceled a, a couple games, which was probably prudent. But um, after that, I'm, I'm glad that they've continued the season and, and sort of just allowed people to, to make their own decisions. And then, and Pajanga is, is 
vaxxed or, te- or negative test as well. So, was that game canceled or is it being postponed for later in the season? Po- postponed, I should say. Okay. Yes. I think, unless I'm unless I've missed some, I, every game I've seen um, that has had a, a a COVID change has been postponed, not canceled. Okay. Uh, when you were at the arena for that game, I think there was a, there was, I, I don't know if we ever confirmed this. I can't remember if you told us or not, but uh, is it true that he didn't have the the beer deal? That seemed like a big deal on Twitter. <laughs> were other people tweeting about it as well? Yeah, uh, there was, I mean, I don't want to blow up the seals. Cause, you know, they put on a great show, but you know, yeah. there I heard there wasn't a, a beer deal that night. Yeah. So if this there was like a, a beer, deal. <laughs> if there was a beer deal that night, I couldn't find it. Uh, I looked, and as I was looking, I saw other people, and we did the uh, knowing head nod, where you know the, the <laughs> uh, like miming of uh, confused and frustrated people, and we were looking at the stands that are typically set up for the the three dollar beers that were not in operation. Um, so. Let's just hope that was a one-time thing. Yeah, they get one mistake. They get one mistake. <laughs> well, K- Kings and Convicts isn't like a common can. So, I mean, if I you know. didn't see anyone <laughs> carrying the can around, I think it's pretty safe to say they, they probably didn't have the deal. That's true. And Kings and Convict is, is like a significant sponsor of the team this year. They are yeah. heavily featured in all of the in-game advertisements on ESPN+. And they've got, you know, signs along the 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 boards in the, in the box that uh, I think they even have a, a logo on the Jersey now that I think yeah, about they it. do. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah uh, on their shoulder blade. Yeah. So I got to assume that that was a, a temporary thing. If, if not significant miscalculation guys, let's get, let's, let's bring hope. it back. Yeah. Let's and that, that Pilsner you had in, in week one. Great. Yeah. Let's welcome it. That's yeah, keep it that. was fine. Maybe Perfect. something with higher ABV would be fine. Also. I'm just saying, <laughs> Just remember the, the good times we had with the latitude, uh, whatever blood orange, IPA. Blood, blood orange. I still pick that up every once in a while, just to remember that night, but, uh, that's, <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know when I'm going to get down there. I want to get, I want to go in February. I, I hope it's just it's two chill. weeks. You're still, still too early for you. Two weeks. I don't know. Now. Yeah. Where are you at with that? Do you think, are you going to go next time? I think I'm back. I'm going. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think I'm skipping this one and then I'm going to play it by ear after that. Play it by ear after that. Yeah. Well, yeah. I don't need, are there any other topics we should hit before we, we get out or I'm trying to think. I, think, I, I, mean, I yeah. think, I think we regroup after uh, the next game or two. And uh, I mean, we, we do have a, a buy this week. So I, I say we regroup after the next game against Calgary because we'll love nothing more than discussing the stomping of our hated Calgary yeah. roughneck rival team. <laughs> Dobie's but, but, revenge. This is, uh, we can say clearly, this is very much a contending team. This is the way things look Champion, at this point. Championship in, contending team. Yes, that's what I mean. When, yeah. uh, with the way things look right now, this is uh, anything less than a championship will be disappointing. And if we win the division, I forget how the playoffs work, but if the, if we win the division, do we get a better, do we get like a buy through a round or anything like that? It's just a top seed. And I think it's just top seed. I want yeah. that. I, I want the playoff yeah. game. I want more playoff games. The Monday night playoff playoff games. Yeah. Yeah. Those playoff games were fun. Uh, Or that one playoff game was fun, I should say. Um, Also, you know, if history is any indication, it's quite easy and common to swing 
midseason trades here. Teams are are really willing to fork over future draft picks, and I, I think the teams that are out of it are are content to let go of uh, a, a salary or two. So um, we should keep our eyes out over the next couple of weeks for when it, when is the deadline? Positions we, uh, is there there a is de- a deadline. Yeah. I don't know what it is offhand, uh, but the, you know, it, the it seems made... like it'll be a few weeks, right? Uh, about midway oh, yeah. through the season. Yeah. So yeah, but we what I, what I was suggesting was we should uh, keep our eyes out for where we think it would be appropriate to look for reinforcements. Yeah, presumably on the defensive end. I don't even know. I don't know that there's room for another another forward. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I don't think so. I mean, with Casey Jackson coming back, I don't know what where the minutes would come from. So, yeah, I mean, we're going to be buyers at the deadline, no, no mm-hmm. question about it. So. All right. Well, I think this is a great episode of Seal City SD. I mean, it's a great team. It's a great run we're on. Let's just keep it going. I don't know what else to say. There's, we just have to keep this going. When do we play Buffalo or Halifax, or do we play Buffalo or Halifax? I don't think we play. Halifax. Uh, Those are the uh, undefeated teams. Halifax is undefeated. Buffalo maybe has a loss, but is uh, but both of those teams are undefeated. So those, you know, those are both teams are both in the East. So we don't have to uh, contend with them for division rights, but it would be nice to have bragging rights, especially because, as you say, this the media in this league is is so slanted. Against, well, against we don't play either of them. Teams. All right, yeah, we, we don't play either play, of them. Yeah, play Albany. Yeah, they're ducks. Yeah, we've got Albany and Toronto. I think are our Eastern games. I think, I think Toronto is uh, middle of the pack. Middle. So yeah. Hey, when we play Toronto, maybe we can get another member of Parliament on and talk. About <laughs> I forgot about that. Who wouldn't want to come on the the number one most downloaded <laughs> lacrosse podcast in the world? So. <laughs> Should we, uh, we should be, we should keep our eyes out for other potential guests. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, we could talk to maybe some other shows of other teams, somebody like, like a Toronto rock podcast or something. I don't know. <laughs> there are we, other, just there bring, are. we just bring Sask Rush fan on. Yeah. We should bring Sask Rush. Yeah. Fan on. I'd be interested in hearing what he has to say about, uh, how, uh, his, his people are handling, the COVID implications of attending a uh, indoor game during the winter. Yeah. And, and what it's like to not have a cyplane. <laughs> that must be embarrassing. <laughs> All right. Well, Hey, thanks. Thanks for listening to seal city SD. Uh, we'll, we'll check in after the next game. All right. Go seals. Uh, go dive in. <laughs> party hard dive in go seals right go isn't seals. that the slogan yeah i think that's it oh, what do you guys think well, one one more in in game uh the in-game entertainment the uh this or that where they they do the, the photos of the other cities uh thing and then a, a photo of something from san diego the crowd boos the the visiting teams it's, stuff and and cheers the san diego stuff what do you feel about that it's Good. I'm neutral on it. Neutral. It's, on it. it's yeah. fine. It's fine. No, no big takes. Okay. Yeah. I like right. that they're going for. St- they're trying stuff. Yeah, you know, I like trying new season, stuff. You know, right. it's good. <laughs> Alrighty. All right, guys. We'll see you Go next seals. time. <laughs> Go seals. Bye. <laughs>
We must protect this field. We must protect this field. Blair Hurts, our distance, our with a San Diego Seals.